Hey, 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 Big Sky Breakdown. I'm Coulter Nuanez. As always, you can find this podcast, SkylineSportsMT.com. It's our interviews podcast for the week, where we'll get you all set up and share all of the interviews that we conduct throughout the week. Most of these this week, actually, in fact, all of them this week, from Nuanez Now, my daily radio show, which you can find from 4 to 6 p.m. each weekday on 102.9 FM, ESPN Radio in Western Montana, as well as statewide television, SWX Montana TV. You can also stream it on the station website, 102.9 ESPN. ESPN.com or watch us on YouTube. Just subscribe to our Nuanas Now channel. You can also find all this stuff on the Nuanas Now podcast. Here's the Big Sky Conference annual interviews from this week. Get things started with Chris Ball, the head coach for Northern Arizona. His squad hosts Montana Saturday afternoon in Flagstaff. We're also going to hear from Bobcat quarterback Tucker Rovig. He's a junior on the roster. He's a senior uh, because he's already graduated. I believe he will celebrate his senior day on Saturday. He's a guy from Boise and they're playing Idaho. So there's a connection. Uh, a former in state product that now is playing one state over so he talks a little bit about his journey what's kept him at montana state even though he's not the starter now in what could be his final season we'll also hear from mitch stroman the voice of the northern arizona lumberjacks mitch a funny guy and a guy that's helped me a lot in my radio career mostly just from providing a good example i mean he's a great play-by-play guy works hard good preparation and a phenomenal voice so caught up with mitch just about the arc of the lumberjack football program that's part of our ESPN roundtable. We're also going to hear from Montana State sideline reporter Alex Eshelman. She works for SWX Montana TV, doing the sidelines, covering the Bobcats for their in-game broadcasts, as well as throughout the week. That's part of our Montana State Minute. And we'll get this wrapped up with our Grizz Star of the Week, Cole Grossman, redshirt freshman tight end from Montana. There's your interview podcast. Please visit AlpineTouch.com. Thanks to Alpine Touch for their awesome support of all things Big Sky Breakdown. And thanks to Blackfoot Communications. You can check out Grizz Greats, the 20th anniversary of the 2001 National Champions. You can check out Catching Up with the Cats, our podcast series chronicling some of the best players over the last decade from Montana State. Also, the Big Sky Breakdown, of course, as well as the Nuana is Now podcast. Thanks to Blackfoot Communications for supporting all of our podcasting endeavors without further ado the big sky breakdown getting kicked off chris ball northern arizona coach since the last time we talked to you i don't have a radio partner anymore it's been like two years my nephews can walk and talk now it's been forever since we had you on the show thanks so much for making some time though how you been no problem thanks for having me well, first and foremost, uh, let's talk about Northern Arizona as a whole, because uh, here you are now, been on the job for a few years, and I know that you've been working hard to put your own stamp on the NAU program. So tell us, you know, since you took this job back in December 2018, how have things changed in Northern Arizona, and, and what's maybe different about the Lumberjack football program, a uh, concern to maybe what you want your vision for it to be? Um, it's, it's been great. You know, it's been, uh, the, the, I think we've, you know, we've got, we're a young football team. Uh, we've done a really good job recruiting. We've got, uh, you know, 78% of our football team is sophomore and younger. You know, so I, I think we're, we're, we're doing it the right way. We're doing it with high school kids. I'm sprinkling a few transfers here and there and uh, at, at, at high need. Well, we got a high need. But um, other than that, you know, it's uh, I, I feel good about our culture. I love our, our, our team. I love our players. Um, we're, we're young. So we, it, uh, you know, over the last couple of years, we've had our share of injuries, um, which has hurt us uh, quite a bit. But, um, you know, for the most part, I think we've got this thing headed in the right direction. You know, they're giving us everything we need. We have a $50 million facility that we move into in January. Um, they put new turf down the dome. We've got a great practice set up with the turf field and two grass fields. Got a great school, great town, a lot of great support. So, uh, you know, everything's in place. Now we just got to keep recruiting and stick with the plan. But uh, as far as, uh, sure, we'd like to have some more wins. Uh, than what we have but um, for the most part I'm pretty pleased with what direction we're headed. 
So let's say I'm like a you know six three, two hundred eighty five pound offensive lineman from you know the area, the Phoenix area, and uh, let's say I want to go into some sort of media or something like that. What's the pitch? What are, what are you most selling about Northern Arizona a, a football pro outside the football program? I guess what what are the biggest elements that you have to sell there at NAU? Well, we're gonna you know our big thing as a staff is uh, your goals now become our goals. You know we're selling um, we're selling that you can accomplish every goal you have academically, athletically socially right here in uh, NAU. You don't need a logo to get that done. You're going to surround yourself with uh, quality people that are going to help you accomplish those goals every day. Uh, we've got the academic person in place that's going to help you academically and the staff and hire a new strength coach that's going to help you athletically and um, training staff, keep you healthy. So everything's in place uh, to help them accomplish the goals that they want to accomplish. And, uh, you know, we've got a, a great recruiting base with Phoenix right down the road in Southern California, you know, five to seven hours away, wherever, whatever you got to wherever you go down there and then we've got a direct flight from Dallas to Flagstaff so um, we've got a great recruiting base our problem uh, you know our, the thing that we've got to do is make sure we take the right ones and the ones we're looking for are character smart great work ethic tough and talented you know we're not just going to recruit you because you're talented um, if you're just talented and you come in here um, and you don't have those tr- some of those traits it's, it's going to uh, you're not going to get any better so I think we've done a good job of doing that. But uh, the main thing we sell is our, our relationship with our players. I, I feel that that's the best thing we do as a staff and the fact that we're going to help you accomplish the things that you want to accomplish and how we're going to serve you is we're going to hold you accountable to those goals every day. Chris Ball joining us across the sideline where we feature interviews from coaches and players for the opponents each week of both the Montana Grizzlies and the Montana State Bobcats. Northern Arizona, they host Montana Saturday afternoon. And Coach, let's talk about your team to this point. First of all, take us through the win over Arizona. I watched every second of it. It was very fun to watch. It was a late night game and uh, cool seeing a Big Sky team perform on the biggest stage and, and go into Tucson and get a win over a Pac-12 team. So uh, what was the key to that victory and, and how did that just sort of affect the, the scope of your season to this point? Well, you know, it was a great win for our university and uh, our football program. Um, you know, going into it, I told the team on Sunday before that, you know, this game isn't going to make or break our season, but it is going to put us on the map. And uh, I said, be prepared to win the game at the end of the, you know, be prepared to win the game. You know, a lot of times uh, I've been on the other side of these, you go in these games, and it's hard to get, get fired up to play an FCS team uh, when you're a Pac-12 team. And, uh, but, uh, you know, we, we hung in there. We hung in there. We fell behind 13 uh, nothing and uh, battled back. You know, we handled the adversity and continued to fight and uh, got back in it and held them off there at the end. But it was a great win for our, our university, our town, and uh, you know, you hadn't done that since 1932. We hadn't beat in Arizona since then. So just a great win. It was a lot of fun. We didn't have as much time to enjoy it. I would have liked to enjoy it, enjoy it a little bit more, but we uh, we bust down there and we turned around and bust back. It was a night game. As you know, we didn't get back up here to about 4, 4.30, so we have much time to celebrate it, but uh, it was a great win for our university and our athletic department and our football program. And sort of put us on the map. You know, it's helped us recruiting the wise that we got a lot of attention for it, but you know, we, we've got to learn to, uh, when you win big games like that, you got to turn around and, uh, you know, winning can be just as ver- adverse as losing. You know, we've got to handle, you know, winning big games better than what we have this year. You know, we'll win some couple games here and we just don't handle it very well. So we've, we've learned this year, you know, um, you know, you, you beat Arizona, you turn around and the next week you lose to Col- Northern Colorado, you know, which, which um, you know, we, we should, that shouldn't happen to us. You know, we should, we should, we should use that as a confidence builder and momentum builder and not listen to the people patting us on the back as we walk across campus, you know, telling how great we are. You know, we've got to, 
learn how to deal with that. And uh, I think this year we've done that, you know, um, not to my liking, but we are getting better at it. Well, it has been sort of uh, great wins followed by then uh, losses, but it, it, now you're coming off of a loss to a, a really solid Davis team, a team that's ranked in the top eight in the poll uh, this week. So uh, what do you think of just the, the position your team is in right now? and uh, Where are you at compared to maybe where you'd want to be? Well, you know, I'd, I'd like to be sitting here with a, a winning record, you know, going into these last two games. Um, we still have an opportunity to have a winning record. You know, we we, we, we take care of business on Saturday. Uh, but, you know, it's, um, you know, try not to look ahead. Uh, but, we, we, you know, that would be the goal, send these seniors out with a winning record and then uh, give us some momentum going into the, the winter conditioning in the spring. So, um, yeah, I'd, I'd like to end the season that way. Um, we got to learn how to finish. You know, if you're going to be a, a championship football program, you know, like, like Montana is, you've got to learn to play well and finish in November and then get ready for, you know, another three, four, five, six games if you're going to win it all. So um, it's, a, it's, a great, it's a great learning opportunity for us. We're not letting off the, the, the gas pedal at all. You know, in fact, we're, we're tightening things up so we, we learn how to finish better uh, than we have in the past in this program. So big game for us. Uh, it's, it's and, you know, Montana is uh, one of the standards in FCS. You know, a great, great program. They got a great culture. Uh, Bobby does a great job. He's a great, great friend of mine. He's a phenomenal coach, phenomenal person. Uh, thank the world what he, you know, him as a football coach and as a person. And, uh, uh, you know, it's going to be great to see him. And uh, it's going to be be fun, fun competition on Saturday. Chris Paul joining us. He's the head coach for Northern Arizona. NAU hosts Montana Saturday afternoon in Flagstaff. It's across the sideline presented in part by Mike Nugent and Berkshire Hathaway Real Estate. Complicated real estate market out there. No matter what questions you might have, Mike Nugent and his team at Berkshire Hathaway, they got you covered, reminding you that every question is good to ask. And Coach, you mentioned some of the, the Montana ties. First of all, yeah, uh, how, how did you get to know Coach Houck? Have you guys crossed paths uh, in your careers before? Oh, yeah, we've known each other way, way back to when we were GAs. You know, he was a GA at Washington, I was a GA at Washington State. Um, we've known each other forever, you know, and uh, just uh, we're fly fishing buddies. We talk about fly fishing all the time, and I meet up with him or Tim every every summer somewhere. Um, I haven't met up with Bobby for a while. He keeps taking me. You're promising going to take on me on a Bob Marshall trip, but I haven't been on that. I haven't been invited on that trip yet, so a little disappointed in that. But he, uh, yeah, we, we, we are – very close. I hang out with him when we get together at uh, head coaches meetings and stuff, the Big Sky meetings, and uh, just thank the world of him and uh, his brother Tim. And uh, we've known each other since we started in this profession, and uh, just sort of it's been fun to watch him move move around and move up in this thing. But he's he's a he's a great great football coach, and uh, again a good good friend of mine. You have some guys that have some serious Montana ties on your staff, too, including Robin Flugrad, who was the coach here at Montana, the head coach here at Montana for a couple seasons and had multiple stints at Montana as an assistant as well. So what dynamic do you think that adds? I know that that's sort of common now in the big sky with a lot of staffs having a lot of familiarity with each other, but what, what sort of dynamic do you think that adds to the game? I think, you know, it, it, for us, it, it help, it's helped me. Me and Robin coached together at Washington State back in the early 2000s, and um, it, it's really helped me. You know, when you're starting to build a championship program, you know, it, I, you know, Robin was was at one of the best in the country, and then just say, hey, how'd they do this? How'd they do that? What'd they do here? You know, and um, the input from Robin, the things that he'd learned, and he'd been at Montana a couple times, um, you know, has really helped me here uh, building the foundation and moving forward with our program. But, um, you know, I think there are a lot of dynamics. Robin knows a lot of alumni, and a lot of the boosters from Montana, and you know, they've, they've, he said he's talked to a few of them this week. Said they're all coming down here. So, um, but yeah, it's uh, uh, it's uh, it's added a little bit of a 
little bit more of a personal thing to it, you know, as far as uh, Robin coaching there and uh, me knowing Bobby so well. So it'll be fun having, I'm sure Robin will see a lot of old, old faces and um, uh, it'll be fun. It'll be a fun game. Chris Ball joining us, Northern Arizona head football coach, NAU hosts Montana Saturday, Flagstaff, Arizona. And coach, let's talk about the actual game. Well, first of all, what's your initial thoughts just on the, this iteration of the Grizzlies? When you turn on the film, what stands out to you the most? Uh, their effort and their physicality. They play hard on both sides of the ball. They're very, very physical uh, on both sides of the ball. Uh, they're very, very well coached, special teams-wise, they're the best in our conference. But you see that, um, you know, they're sound. You know, all the things that you want your football team to be, they are. And like I said, they do a good job. And they've got really good players. They have great talent. But the thing that really stands out to me is the, 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 their effort and their physicality. When you guys are playing well offensively, because when you look at, you know, through the scores and watching you from time to time like I have, you guys can put up points big time. I mean, 48 against Idaho State, 59 against Southern Utah, 38 a couple weeks ago against a, a good Idaho defense. When you are putting up points, Coach, what's going well? Well, you know, we're healthy for one. And, um, you know, our, our quarterback is, he's young, he's a freshman. Um, and, uh, you know, he, he's, he's, uh, very, he's very, very talented. Uh, you know, starting out the year, we weren't too sure our, sure our quarterback was going to be getting the second quarter of the Arizona game and, uh, put RJ in, we had it scripted that we'd put him in the second series of the second quarter. And cause he, he had deserved that and, uh, wanted to get a look at him and, uh, he did a great job. Got in at halftime in Arizona. Said, uh, "What gives us the best chance to win?" We said, "Go with RJ." Flew with RJ, and um, you know he, he's uh, he, he's an 18-year-old trying to play in the back in the Big Sky, which is tough. Um, so when he's when he's on, and we're doing a great job up front, and when we're healthy, you know things seem to click. That's probably true with everybody, but uh, it all starts with the quarterback. We uh, we feel like we got a great one in, in RJ, and then um, up front, you know, we we've got to have another year in the weight room to get bigger and stronger, stronger. But um, I think when the, you know, we're playing well up front and RJ's clicking, uh, we, we were we're healthy. Uh, you know, those are some factors that have contributed to those games offensively. You know, we we, we tried to narrow. When we figured out RJ was our, our quarterback, we needed to narrow the package and let him do the things that he does well. And uh, he came in out of that Arizona game. We didn't need to just pile a whole bunch of more stuff on him and think think that he has had arrived. You know, it was our job as a coaching staff to narrow the package and keep him uh, getting better and more comfortable as the season went along. And uh, we di- did that, but then we had some key injuries and uh, wide out, lost some couple guys up front for a couple of weeks. So sort of set us back in some of those games. But hopefully he's back. Uh, we're ready to go and uh, we can get back on track. You look at on your offense. I wanted to ask you about is Kevin Daniels. It looks like he can definitely handle a workload, and when he gets going, he's one of the best in the league. Period, especially for being only a freshman. So, uh, what has allowed him to emerge as such a feature back for your offense? Well, you know, he he came in camp and learned the. He had a, a better understanding of the offense. He was in a lot better shape than he was in the spring. I think our offensive line has done a good job blocking up front. I, I think a lot of it too is we've committed more during the football. In my first year, we had Case Cookus led the country in passing. Uh, then, you know, we spent the spring trying to figure out what we were, you know, and couldn't get a good handle on the quarterback position. And uh, the young backs weren't quite ready to go. So we came in the spring and said, hey, let's make a commitment to, you know, run more two tight end stuff and running the football. And I think that's really helped Kevin. And um, he's uh, maturing as a back. You know, he's doing a lot better things. He doesn't have the ball. You know, there's a lot of stuff that you got to do as a back when you don't have the ball, and he's really improved in that. 
But I think the majority of it is him having a better understanding where plays are going to hit against different fronts. And uh, he's done a great job. Chris Ball joining us, Northern Arizona head football coach. The Lumberjacks take on Montana on Saturday. Coach, how about the other side of the ball? I know that you are a guy that's made a lot of your living as a defensive coach, so how close are you to having the defensive identity you want NAU to have, and, and what are some things to watch on that side of the ball that sort of indicates success for Northern Arizona? Well, you know, we, we've um, – Coach Partridge, uh, uh, I've turned, you know, pretty much turned it over to him. I have my, you know, my input on it a little bit, but he's probably – he's taken it and run with it. You know, we've played well at times. You know, again, while we're healthy, we got our key guys in there. We're still very young. We're on a very young, a lot of freshmen playing. Um, I think as we move forward, um, again, we got to have a good off season and get stronger up front. we got a lot of young guys playing up front. we got two veteran linebacks are really going to miss um, – this is our last home game coming up this week. Harrison V. Miller and Tristan Vance have played very, very well for us this year. We'll miss them tremendously. In our secondary, we've, we've had a couple COVID issues back there early on. and Then we had um, uh, some injuries back there, so we sort of been up and down. Very young secondary. We do have a, a junior back there, Morgan Best, that's playing really, really well and getting the guys lined up. He's playing at an extremely high level. Uh, but, um, you know, Morgan Best, Tristan Vance, Harrison V. Miller – um, those guys have been playing really, real, really well for us. So, um, you know, we're we're uh, aggressive. We're not afraid to bring it. Uh, we're multiple. You know, you'll get a, a four-down look. You get a three-down look. So, um, we uh, we we do quite a bit defensively. But uh, again, we you know when we got our guys in there, it looks really good. When we don't have our guys in there, we, we struggle. But again, we're, we're young up front. We just have to keep getting stronger and keep improving, which I think we've done each week, uh, especially on the defensive line. Well, last thing for you then, Coach, uh, with Montana coming to town, uh, it's a big, big Sky Conference game in Flagstaff on Saturday. So what do you hope the mentality of your team is going into this one, and uh, what will be the key factors if Northern Arizona is to come out with a win? We've got to take care of the football. We've got to create some takeaways. We've got to be great in the red zone on both sides of the ball. We've got to be great on third down both sides of the ball. And then we've got to be able to run the ball when we need to run it, and then we've got to be able to stop the run. If we can do those things, and pretty much that's pretty much the same stuff week in and week out. You know, if we take care of care of those things, we we got a chance. Um, the, the theme of the week is finish. You know, we want to finish this season strong, and uh, we got a great opponent coming in here, which is a great opportunity for us. So hopefully, we can take care of business. Across the sideline, Chris Ball, Northern Arizona head coach, joining us here on Nuanas Now. Coach, appreciate all the time. I know it's a busy time of year. Thanks so much for spending some time with us, and best of luck on Saturday. Thanks, Calder. Really appreciate being on. Alpine Touch is legendary around the state of Montana for providing delicious seasonings for every grilling occasion. Now, Alpine Touch offers so much more, from a savory new barbecue sauce to spicy pepper blends to tasty barbecue rubs. In addition to the classic, Alpine Touch has a variety of seasoning salts for whatever you need to spice up. Now that the holidays are over, Alpine Touch makes a perfect thank you gift to show your friends and relatives you love them. Alpine Touch, available at retail locations around Montana or online at alpinetouch.com. Alpine Touch, Montana's special spice. Well, happy now. Welcome back in a guy who's been on this show many times, but has not been on the show for a long time because we've had such a weird, <laughs> long break forever between football seasons. He's Tucker Rovig, quarterback for the Montana State Bobcats yeah. and an Idaho native. That's kind of the hook here. Montana State hosts Idaho on Saturday afternoon. Tucker, thanks so much for being with us, man. How you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Well, first and foremost, it's funny the way that time goes by, because I remember when uh, Jeff Choate first started recruiting you, and I remember doing a story on you when you were first coming out of the Boise area uh, there in Idaho, and uh, here we are now, and it's four years later, and I, I believe you graduated, right? 
Yes, I did. Yep, graduated last spring. Or, so yeah, you, you got a college degree already. You're probably working on another one. So uh, good for you. Cool. But it's crazy how fast time has flown by. So I mean, it, it, does, it, does it seem like it's gone by fast to you? Oh, it's gone by crazy. I mean, I to think about it. I remember playing when we played Idaho in 2018. To even just kind of getting recruited, it seems like that was yesterday. And uh, yeah, now that it's senior day, it's kind of everything comes at you full circle. Well, let's talk about what this last couple of years has been like. 2019, you guys go on a great run to the semifinals of the playoffs, mm-hmm. and then you wait, and you wait, and you wait some more, and there's like this elongated quarterback competition that involved multiple different guys, including yourself. So just take us through it. I mean, what's the last couple of years been like for you? Uh, it's been a roller coaster, but it's also been a blessing. Um, I got to be coached by some great coaches. I've got to be around some great players and friends with that, and there's definitely a lot I can take out of it. Like if you look back at COVID, just the aspect of not taking everything or you got to take, uh, not take everything for granted. Um, COVID was a crazy year for all of us. And all we wanted to do was go play football, but we found the joy in the little things. And I think that honestly plays a huge role into our season this year. You got to find the joy in little things. Yeah, we're doing great, successful, but you can't be all stuck on that. Well, you have a definitely a unique perspective right now, too, because you have a big role on the team, a lot of help with the play calling and stuff like that. You are one of the captains, yet you get to watch this team quite a bit as well. So what's your perspective as you check out Montana State? Because to me, this is one of the most fun Bobcat teams to watch I've ever covered. So what do you think? I think this is one of the most dangerous teams I've by far the most dangerous team I've ever um, been on, probably one of the most dangerous teams I've ever watched in terms of what we have, both offensively, defensively, special teams. And that's honestly one of the cool things, kind of just sitting back and being in the backup role this year, but also having that leadership aspect is kind of overseeing everything and then speaking up when it needs to, when you need to speak up. But yeah, no, it's been awesome to see these guys dive into the game plan every single week, bust their butt and, and have that show come Saturday. Tucker Rovick joining us here on Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television around the state of Montana. He's a quarterback for the Montana State Bobcats. It takes a distinct mentality, too, to be a backup quarterback and ha- and be ready to go when your number is called. We see it in the NFL every single weekend, and we've seen it in the big sky this year more than almost anywhere, any time, I should say, uh, in, in my time covering the league. In fact, Matt McKay's been one of the guys that's been able to stay upright. He's been one of the few guys that have mm-hmm. been able to stay upright uh, in this league. So for you, though, I know you've been gotten the call from the sideline a couple couple times this year what does it take to stay mentally engaged and be ready when your number is called just prepare like you're the starter um rather that be in game plan watching film rather that be out on practice or even just getting ready for the game just plan like you are the starter and i think one of the blessings for me is i've been in that role before um so i know what i have to do and just kind of learning from past years experience and when the time gets uh, the time ever gets called to just be ready well, this day and age, it seems as if it's easy to walk away, especially quarterback spot, because there's a lot of rotations that happen across the board in college football. Quarterback is part of the position where it happens the least. Maybe punter is up there, but besides that, uh, if, if you got a guy, it's not a lot of rotation. So uh, what has kept you around, though? What, what has made you want to stick it out at Montana State, and what's uh, what's it been like just, just sort of making that commitment to the program? It's honestly the guys on the team. It's everything from back in 2019 with Casey Bauman being one of my best friends to even now in 2021 with Matt being one of my best friends. Then you just branch it out to rather be the offensive lineman, even to a DB, just a relationship. And the guys on this team are not something I ever want to take for granted, and I cherish every single day. I mean, I think if 
some may look at my story like, oh, I don't know why he didn't move on blah, blah years ago. But no, it's the guys on this team that's made me stay and I can't thank them enough for the relationships that I've built with them. How have you guys been able to forge such a close box? It does seem like the the two classes of guys that include you and maybe the guys that are one year older than you. It seems like you guys really do have a quite a bond, and it seems like that's a key to your success. But how's that? Have you guys been able to forge that? I mean, first, I would say that honestly comes down to the coaches and the recruiting. I mean, we I've been here. The slogan's kind of been the right cat, and that's who they've brought into the QB room. Just the right cat there selfless guys that are going to put their life out on the line for the team and they're going to do what's best for the team and I think that's what kind of makes this relationship specifically the past two seasons on the quarterback side just so great um, is the fact that yes we are selfless guys and we'll do whatever for the team and their success. Tucker Rovick joining us here on Nuanas Now. He's a quarterback for the Montana State Bobcats. They have their final regular season home game Saturday in Bozeman against Idaho. And Tucker, you're from the state of Idaho, so uh, any special meaning for this, uh, on this one for you, or what do you think when the Vandals are coming to town? Oh, well, I remember, well, growing up, I was a huge Boise State fan, and Idaho was their rival, so I kind of grew up in a household where they do not like the University of Idaho, so it's kind of definitely, life comes at you full circle with this being the senior game, and the guys have been busting their butt this week, and I'm excited to see them uh, play come Saturday. Were you recruited by Idaho when you are coming out of high school? I was a little bit, yeah, um, both Idaho and Idaho State, but I mean, I've said it before, Montana State was my first FCS scholarship offer, and I took that right away because they were the first team to believe in me. Well, you got to love it. Well, I know you guys have plans for a, a lot more home games after this one, but uh, from your perspective, I know that the senior class is kind of like your senior class because you have uh, already graduated, but what is your perspective on the senior class uh, that they will celebrate their senior day on Saturday? It's great. I mean, I think it gives a little bit, it gives motivation to everybody on this team um, to play even a little bit harder for the seniors that are on this team. And yeah, it's a great experience um, and hope and we're going to bust our butt to have this not be the last home game. Tucker Rovig, Montana State quarterback, joining us here on Nuanas Now. Thanks for taking a minute, man. Really appreciate it and best of luck this weekend. Appreciate it. Thank you very much. At Blackfoot Communications, our mission is to connect people, businesses, and communities to their networks in Montana and beyond. Through Blackfoot sponsorships, local ambassadors, and public programs, we support initiatives such as the Emergency Broadband Benefit, Fiber Deployments, and Community Events. For information on our commitment to improving our communities with fast, reliable, and secure internet access, go to blackfootcommunications.com news. It's time now for our ESPN Roundtable. It's our long-form interview each week. It's presented proudly by Paradise Falls. Need a spot to watch Saturday's Grizz football game? Head on down to Paradise Falls. They have breakfast, lunch, dinner, all sorts of drink and food specials seven days a week. They're open from 7 a.m. till midnight. So go check out Paradise Falls, 3621 Brook Street in Missoula. We go now to the Rangish Brothers RV phone line. Welcome in a good friend of mine and a guy who's a veteran, play-by-play guy from around the Big Sky Calverts, the voice of the Northern Arizona Lumberjacks, Mitch Stroman. Mitch, haven't talked to you in a minute, my man. How you living? Coulter, is that you? That's me. Is it really really you? I, I mean, I haven't seen you since... What, Boise, Big Sky Basketball Tournament, March of 2020? It has been far too long, that is for sure. I know, I was trying to think, because I haven't, I, we haven't crossed paths the, the last tournament, and uh, maybe I did see, a, yeah, I guess the most recent one, maybe, but it's still, it's been probably more than a year, man. So how you doing? You, get, yeah. you still growing the flow? You still going with the long hair? 
You know, I, 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 I had it so long, I didn't get a haircut during the pandemic, <laughs> the worst of the pandemic, for a calendar year. And I, it, it got to like eight, nine months, and then it was like, I, I'm, I gotta see if I can get to 12 months. I have to do this. <laughs> and it was really, really long. It was Nuana's long, okay? <laughs> and and um, uh, I, I finally had to take some of it off the top, but uh, the the CEO of the house, my, my beautiful wife, Anna, says, you know what, I love the long hair so it's a lot longer than what it used to be and uh, and I kept part of the beard I kept the goatee so there is a little bit of the of the pandemic hair growth still with me <laughs> even all this time after the fact well again I love it well the entry point of this conversation is Montana's trip to Flagstaff first time in a minute that the bomb or excuse me that the Grizzlies have been to flag it's been a minute since either of the Montana schools have been to Flagstaff but Montana plays yeah. not Northern Arizona on Saturday afternoon and uh, so I know that, Mitch, these two schools, you know, there's obviously the, the Bobcat-Grizzly rivalry, but there's also like kind of the secondary rivalries. And I think that because Missoula and Flagstaff have some similar parallels and there's always been some staff crossovers given the coaches that have been at both schools, this one seems kind of like a rivalry game. So do you think that when, when Montana's coming to town? Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. And, and let me let me back up on you for a second, Coulter, because it has been a minute. It's been longer than a minute. It's been longer than a few minutes. You know, it's weird with the unbalanced schedule in the Big Sky Conference for football. Then we had the COVID. No, no football in the fall of 2020. I mean, everything got thrown completely out of whack, right? The last time we played the Grizzlies anywhere in football was at Wah Grizz in November of 2017. Unreal. So think about that. That's, that's the last time we played Montana in football anywhere. And then the last time we've played Montana in football in Flagstaff in the Sky Dome, you have to go back to October of 2016. Dude, that's, that's five years ago. It's been <laughs> five years since the Grizz have come to the Sky Dome and Flagstaff to play football. That just, it, you know, it doesn't roll off the tongue, right? And, and I'll just get on my soapbox with you, Coulter, for just a second on that. That is just not the way I consider Big Sky football to be at its best. Big Sky football is playing Montana every year, every other year in Missoula, every other year in Flagstaff. It's playing Montana State every year. It's playing Eastern Washington every year. That's the best of Big Sky football. I've never liked the unbalanced schedule. And then, like I said, when you when you roll into that calculus, the, the pandemic, cancellation and all the, the screwy stuff with that with the scheduling it's really a trip and so it's really it's great it's it's it feels good Coulter to have NAU playing the Grizz in football it feels better to have it in Flagstaff like I said it's been since you know five years ago that the Grizz came to town and it gives at least those of us like yourself, myself, and others that are listening to the program right now, it gives us a feeling of normalcy that, hey, maybe we're, we're back to things being right again in the world. So it's, it's meaningful on an emotional level for that. On the football level, though, you're right. I mean, this is a secondary rivalry. I'm not going to pretend that NAU versus Montana is anywhere in the, the Milky Way galaxy <laughs> of rivalry with the brawl of the wild, or perhaps even Montana and Eastern Washington. But I think it's right there um, on that secondary list that you're, that you're referring to. And it just always has felt like 
like there's been a little extra juice in the can whenever the Grizz and the Jacks play in football. Part of that perhaps was driven by, you know, 20 some odd years of us having a head coach in Jerome Sowers, who was Montana's defensive coordinator for that first national championship, that glorious national championship and the first one out of the gate for the Grizz. You know, that that always, I think, had a had a little bit to do with that, Coulter. And so, yeah, I, I'm with you. I think it's it's a it's a really solid secondary rivalry for the Grizzlies and for NAU. I mean, it's it is really the best rivalry I think we have within the Big Sky Conference from our perspective, looking north to Missoula. Well, I'm glad that it is renewed. Mitch Stroman joining us. He's the play-by-play guy for Northern Arizona, voice of the Lumberjacks. Montana heads to Flagstaff on Saturday. Tell us a little bit about NAU because I think that it's so weird. They almost are like this foreign entity. I haven't covered a game with NAU in in a couple years in football, period, because there's been no crossover with the Montana schools hardly at all. And so uh, year two under Chris Ball, I know people were familiar with the NAU program because of their existence in the big sky and as well as the ties with Jerome Sowers. Uh, But with Coach Ball at the helm, how's, how are things different? What, what do you notice that's different just about the, the culture and the, the day-to-day operation of the football program? Well, first of all, it, it, and please, um, this is with respect to you, my friend. Um, uh, I never cross swords with the Montana Sportscaster of the Year. I just don't do that. But I will say this. Chris Ball has been actually, if you if you want to be technically correct, this is his third season as head coach. Right. We, yeah, we, did, we didn't play in 2020 fall, but we, we did play that little uh, funky <laughs> right. spring schedule. Yeah, right. And, you know, we only played the five games the Grizz opted out of that and so technically this is Chris Ball's third season as head coach um, and you know how's it going you, you ask I think uh, the really the, the the big question how's it going I would I would describe it this way the trajectory of the program and how it is operational from the absolute basic levels of running a football program at the division one level all the way to the execution on Saturdays is is just going upward at a very rapid pace um, the recruiting is off the charts um, last season I think we were rated the number two recruiting class in the country in the FCS um, we are winning the battles with folks around the, the West, including it's on occasion with the Grizzlies, who, who do uh, recruit heavily here in Arizona. We may have lost our good friend Mitch Stroman, so we will effort getting him back. This is Nuanas Now, the ESPN Roundtable, presented by Paradise Falls of Missoula. Mitch Stroman, the voice of the Northern Arizona Lumberjacks, joining us here on Nuanas Now, giving us the ins and outs of this matchup. And also maybe re-familiarizing a lot of people from around our listener base with NAU because it's been forever, man. And it's funny because my I, I've said this on the show before, but for those who don't know or those who are new here, welcome. And thanks so much for being with us here on ESPN Radio. But my family is from Northern Arizona. Uh, my father, his uh, father and grandparents were some of the original homesteaders in Sedona, Arizona. And uh, so I spent a lot of time in the Sedona area. My mother went to Flagstaff uh, for school at NAU. So I have a great affinity for that part of the country. 
And so I've always made an effort to go down there anytime either Montana or Montana State plays down there. And it's been a minute because there hasn't been a lot of trips to flag. So re-familiarizing people with Northern Arizona. And we welcome back in Mitch Stroman. Lost you there for a minute, Mitch. But uh, it's true. It, it seems as if what, what you were describing, the recruiting absolutely is, is up a level at, at uh, Northern Arizona. And I think that that's reflected in the number of young players that they're playing on the roster. So i uh, continue, though, just with uh, maybe some of the differences under Chris Ball and the way that he's rebuilding this NAU program. Yeah, hey, thanks, Colter. I don't know what happened to that drop the call, but it was good to be back with you. I was saying, I think I went off right in the sentence when I said, we're really killing it in Arizona, especially for recruiting. Over 70 players on the roster are from the Grand Canyon stakeholder, and that's a statement. Um, we, we are really, really mining what I think are some of the best uh, Division One high school football prospects in the state of Arizona, and we're expanding out. We're, we're hitting into Texas now, um, which is a place that we had never really actively recruited before we are recruiting the state of texas and we're you know in fact our our starting quarterback rj martinez uh, comes from the state of texas austin texas so i'm sure you're going to be asking me a little bit about him as well so you know i i just think that that systemically the program is just in such good shape with chris ball and his staff and then operationally Coulter again it's just it's it feels different it feels like we're the kind of a football program that is on the move to be a championship caliber football team not just in the Big Sky Conference, but in the FCS. Um, this year has been a tough year with injuries, but it has, uh, I think, still shown the, the kind of the flashes of what we're capable of doing and what we have as a football program under Chris Ball as head coach. Well, let's talk about the quarterback because R.J. Martinez is getting uh, rave reviews from coaches around the league. I know the coaches here at Montana mm-hmm. very impressed with the freshman. I know they brought in Keandre Woodkey as an Oklahoma State transfer, and he looked pretty good to me in the spring when I caught NAU a couple times. But how was the true freshman able to overtake the transfer, and, and what have you thought of R.J. Martinez so far here young in his career? Wow, RJ's a great story, man. I got to tell you, it's it's really fun. You don't have to be a fan of NAU football to appreciate the story. You just got to really love college football. It's a classic story, Coulter. He started the season as the fourth string quarterback. I want you to just let that soak in for a second. He was the fourth guy on the depth chart. When we opened the season long time ago against the defending national champion Sam Houston Bearcats, then in, at the game at Arizona, Pac-12 game, you know, we're 28-point underdogs. He gets inserted in the second quarter. It was a planned insertion by Chris Ball. He just wanted to give him a basically a, a drive and, and give him a taste of what it was like to play in a Pac-12 venue in Tucson, and it went just swimmingly. <laughs> and 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 you know you know what happened there. We we really shot the college football world by by beating a power five team something that the grizzly fans are very familiar with this season uh but it was very unexpected for us 28 point underdogs martinez was the 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 ringleader for that upset in that game and uh, there you go i mean he's in the starting lineup he gets the keys of the cadillac right after that game and has been the starter he's fun to watch he's um He's not as big physically as Case Cookus was, um, but his arm strength and accuracy on the deep ball, I think, is almost as good as Cookus's was. He's 
not as fast as Case Cookus was, but Cookus was, you know, four inches taller, had longer legs, so he's just gobbling up more real estate for every stride as opposed to R.J. Martinez. What Martinez is as a runner is really smart. Uh, he just knows when to go, when not to go, and he is outstanding at waiting for the right block on the edge or if he sees the leverage being captured by the O-line, he knows that it's time to go. He's heady, heady on the run, and just a delight to watch. True freshman, true freshman. And just, he is really serious out there. He's a serious young man. He takes the, the craft of football very seriously. He has the locker room. The guys love him. He's a leader and has just been so fun to watch. And you said, yeah, he's kind of getting some national press right now. He's on that watch list for the Jerry Rice Award, which is for the top freshman in the FCS. I think deservedly so. And uh, it's it's been so fun to watch a true freshman come in and, and play some seriously good football. Mitch Stroman joining us. He's the voice of the Northern Arizona Lumberjacks here on Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. It's our ESPN Roundtable. Mitch, last thing for you. When you look at NAU's schedule and their results, they've had some big wins, including that victory over Arizona, which you mentioned. Uh, I think that a lot of people didn't really expect them to take it to Idaho State like they did, but they drilled the Bengals 48-17, 59 points against Southern Utah. But then the flip side of it, it seems like it's almost a a pendulum when they have a great performance then the following week, sometimes not so great. So what's been the thing that's eluded into you in terms of consistency? And uh, now coming off of a loss to Davis, how do they return to the consistent portion with Montana coming to town? Great question, and, and it's it's the number one question for this season here in 2021, Coulter. And I would attribute, and, and Chris Ball, our head coach, would, would not do this because he's not a guy that goes down that road talking about injuries. But we have had a just a, just a phenomenal number of serious season-ending injuries to key people, key, key players on the defensive back line have, have been crippled with injuries uh, on the offense. We're, we've been down, and it, this is no secret because you can see it in the last couple of games, basically with two listed wide receivers on the wide receiver core. We've had to move guys uh, from various other positions to help fill the wide receiver group, uh, so that has hurt us just terribly, and I think it's tough to get a rhythm when you're, where you're, where you're having players coming in and out, mostly out in that kind of uh, capacity. It's very key positions, Coulter. So the injuries have been a problem. I think also, and you alluded to this a few moments ago, brother, you said we're young. You're right. We're really, really young. Um, about 70%, close to 70% of the roster is underclassmen. So uh, we're, we are a team with uh, a lot of freshmen and sophomores and COVID freshmen, uh, granted, but still a very, very young team and youth plus losing key players to injuries equals inconsistency. And when you look at the schedule and look at, as you said, you know, a big win, couple big wins, big numbers, tough losses, loss at Northern Colorado, um, a, a very, very serious big loss to UC Davis that knocked us out of the playoff hunt. I think that's what you get. Well, the best in the business, Miss Strowman, play-by-play, voice of the Northern Arizona Lumberjacks here on Nuanas Now. Good talking to you, man. Hopefully our paths cross soon, but in the meantime, best of luck Saturday, best of luck with the rest of the season. You got that, man. Great to talk to you, Coulter. Can't wait to see you, hopefully for some hoops and maybe up in Boise. Um, stay safe, man, and, and continue the great work. I just love the show. I get to pick it up every once in a while online, and you're doing a great job up there, man. Take care. 
Alpine Touch has been part of the fabric of Montana for more than 60 years. Decades ago, Russell Street started selling his Touch of Magic in Whitefish. Years later, Alpine Touch's all-purpose seasoning remains a favorite. It's tailgating season, and there's no better way to spice up your grill before a Grizz game than with Alpine Touch. Go to alpinetouch.com now and use the checkout code ESPN10 for a 10% discount on your order. Alpine Touch is here to keep your mouth watering all football season. Alpine Touch, Montana's special spice. Time now for our Montana State Minute. We do this about 4.30 every Wednesday. And now, proudly sponsored by J&V Restaurant Supply. J&V Restaurant Supply is your home for everything kitchen. Whether you're a bear or a bobcat, an eagle or a scotty, you can score big with J&V. Everything you need for your next tailgate or that big family holiday party can be found in one of J&V's three locations in either Bozeman, Billings, or Great Falls. They also make trips to Missoula as well. Can't make it in. J&V also has a pretty great website, jvrestaurant.com. They have Free delivery on all orders to the end of December. JV is a proud sponsor of all athletics across the state of Montana, locally owned and operated for more than 45 years. We welcome in now Alex Eshelman, SWX Montana Television here. She joins us each week on the Montana State Minute. Alex, thanks so much for being with us. How are you doing? Well, Coulter, thank you for having me. And shout out to Andrew, our producer, because he pulled up a little Tim Montana, local Butte native. Love it. Uh, has great music, and that was my intro song. I got a lot. So, so are you into country music? I, I didn't think this uh, California girl would be into country. Oh, come on, Coulter. Of course I love it. <laughs> I love it. Music. I love it. Well, have you seen... Of have, have you seen... I know you're around uh, Bozeman and seen uh, around the tailgates. There's this company now in Three Forks, and I'm totally giving them free advertising right now, but congratulations because you have a sweet thing. They make cowboy boots. They're embroidered with both Bobcat and Grizz logos. I swear, I think every gal in the world needs some of these. These, these are so cool to me. I have never seen the Grizz uh, cowgirl boots, Coulter, but I know exactly what you're talking about. I've seen the Montana State cowgirl boots. And actually, funny enough, um, the uh, Kelly and O'Reilly, the O'Reilly's grandparents, mm. their lovely grandma was on the trip to Eastern and she had those cowgirl boots on. And I said, I love your boots. I want those boots. They were so cute. So I know exactly what you're talking about. Well, yeah, I love it. Well, I know that... Uh We'll start there then. The trip to Eastern Washington, a successful one for Montana State. Bobcats go to Cheney, post a 23-20 victory over the number five team in the country. And uh, honestly, for those that were there to see it live and in person, it wasn't as close as the final score indicated. Eastern got a late score, but Montana State, they dominated the, the ground game. They dominated the clock. They dominated defensively. I've been covering the league for a long time. I cannot remember Eastern Washington going three and out seven times in one football game. That was the case on Saturday. But then, oh, by the way, Isaiah Fonse was a man possessed, one of the best games I've seen him have. So what did it look like from the sidelines in Cheney, particularly seeing the red turf uh, from a uh, bird's eye view like you did? Well, I'll tell you this. It was an experience that I'll never forget. It was one of those football games I don't think I'll ever forget. The First and foremost, Cheney was a great place. Roost Field was a little interesting. I got there and the walk from the buses all the way to the press box, that hill, I definitely got a leg workout in that that morning. Um, And the weather was another factor right before game time. It was raining, it was windy, it was chilly, but thankfully all of that cleared up come game time and 1 p.m. kickoff. Uh, And 
the Inferno, the Redfield culture, I don't think it was as bad as I thought it was going to be. In person, I don't think it's as bad in person as it is on television. And from the sidelines, the game, of course, it wasn't a perfect game for Montana State, but they didn't think they didn't go into this game thinking that they were going to run away with the lead. You know, they know Eastern Washington is a great team, a great program. They respect that about them. But the way that Montana State persevered through this one and they fought all the way to the very end on all fronts, whether it be offense, defense, special teams, everybody had their moments. And like you said, Isaiah Fonte is just an absolute beast. One of the best in all of college football right now. He absolutely is. He was added to the Walter Payton Award watch list today. Fully justifiable. Mm-hmm. I think he's fourth in the country at all levels of college football in rushing yards. Leads the Big Sky by over 300 rushing yards right now. Second in the entire FCS. So very impressive by the junior from Montana State. What else impressed you about this one, though? Because the Bobcat defense, they were all over the place. They played uh, phenomenally well, especially holding Easter Washington to about half of their single-game production averages. Definitely, Coulter. I think uh, one, first and foremost, we have to talk about Troy Anderson. Every week, he was an uh, he was amazing in this game. Uh, Fifteen tackles was just all over the field. Ty Okada, another guy I love watching play, and in it and in his post game presser. I mean, we were both there. I loved what he said when he he said, "You know, it, we're not surprised. We're not surprised that we held Eric Barrier to just 214 passing yards. We respect him. We understand that he's one of the best, but we're not surprised. We're confident." confident in our defense and that's the expectation and I think that not only he has that mindset Troy has that mindset Chase Benson the guys up front everybody collectively on that defense has that mindset and I think that that goes across the entire team I think offensively it was it was great to see Matthew McKay run one in at the very start of the game I think that that really gave Montana State the confidence that they needed right off the bat um, and and one of my favorite parts too was seeing Bryce Layton get special big sky special teams player of the week and that punt at the very end of the game coach vegan said it he said you could argue that was the best play and and most important play of the game for us and bryce's smile lit up the entire sideline right after that punt so that was pretty cool as well Alex Eshman joining us here on Nuanas. Now it's the Montana State Minute presented by J&V Restaurant Supply, your home for everything kitchen. I can't believe that it's already here, but basketball started last night as well. Montana State went to Boulder, took on Colorado last night, and uh, Danny Sprinkle's troops looked darn good. They had a lead. They were up by as many as 13 points in the second half. They let it dwindle away a little bit, went to overtime, ended up losing 94-90, to but pretty darn good outing uh, for Sprinks and the Bobcats right out the gates. I know that they're expecting to be pretty good this year with the veterans they have coming back but what's your take early on on the montana state men's basketball team well i feel very thankful to have a sister who goes to colorado because she was my eyes and ears at that game she was there and at one point she texted me i think when they had that 13 point lead she said montana state's crushing us right now i can't believe it because obviously she's rooting for the cats but she's also rooting for the buffs too because that's her school so um she was she was watching and she said montana state's crushing us and they had flashes of excellence and i'm not surprised i think that this team is disciplined i think that they're hungry they're hungry to make it back to the championship and come away with a win this year um unfortunately at the very end of it it didn't work out in their favor but with that said colorado isn't a team to be overlooked they were a part of march madness this last year they were one of one of those best best teams across the country who were competing 
mean, for a national title. So I think that the fact that they were able to take it into overtime, X is nearly half half a court shot three. It was amazing. Tyler Patterson, I mean, Raekwon Battle, a bunch of the guys had some great shots and great threes. And um, I thought that even though they didn't come away with the win, they have all the making to be the best in the big sky this year. What do you think? I absolutely agree. I think that they have just because, I mean, senior guards win games, especially when it comes to March, and they have super senior guards in Xavier Bishop, Amin Adamu. Mm-hmm. They also have that talented backcourt combined with one of the best big men in the league. I was one of the, the people that picked Montana State to win the league this year. So when you look at that media poll, I was one of the first place voters there. So I think that uh, have a lot of confidence in this squad. More to come when you're talking basketball and football. Uh, we'll get to that next week. But thanks so much for joining us today, Alex. It's the Montana State Minute with Alex Eshelman, SWX Montana Television. Great stuff. Thanks so much, and I look forward to seeing you on Saturday. Coulter, as always, it's a pleasure to be on your show. Thanks for having me. At Blackfoot Communications, our mission is to connect people, businesses, and communities to their networks in Montana and beyond. Through Blackfoot sponsorships, local ambassadors, and public programs, we support initiatives such as the Emergency Broadband Benefit, fiber deployments, and community events. For information on our commitment to improving our communities with fast, reliable, and secure internet access, go to blackfootcommunications.com news. Now, it's time for our Grizz Star of the Week, presented by Bob Ward's Sports and Outdoors. Get all ready to go for ski season, whether you need some gloves, a new hat, you need, you need some new sticks, you need your sticks to be tuned. Bob Ward's Sports and Outdoors, your snow sport experts, no matter what you need to get ready for winter sports outdoors, head on down to Bob Ward's Sports and Outdoors. Our Grizz Star of the Week this week, a guy I haven't talked to in a little while. I remember talking to him a couple times when he was getting recruited here at the University of Montana, and then all of a sudden, we had a million different shirts, a gray shirt, a red shirt, and he hasn't been able to talk to us for a little while, but now he is the starting tight end for the Montana Grizzlies. It's Cole Grossman joining us here on Nuanas now. Cole, thanks so much for being with us, man. How you doing? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me on. It's an honor. So. Of, of course, man. Well, first and foremost, I know you're a Western Washington guy. You're from Vancouver, right there in the Portland area, and so you're not totally yep. unaccustomed to uh, bad weather, but a lot more snow here and a lot more <laughs> rain over there, but when it, when it gets to be chilly this time of year, what do you think? I mean, are, are you into practicing in the cold? I mean... I, I think it's a little harder to practice in rain, to be honest. But, uh, you know, I just got to bundle up and uh, stay warm. I mean, you got to play no matter what. So if it happens on Saturday, you're playing no matter what either. So uh, just got to be ready for it and just stay warm, I guess. So Take us through your last couple years because you commit to the Grizz and, and you sign. And then you take a gray shirt year. And then all of a sudden, yep. you're red shirting, and then all of a sudden, there's no season forever. So, a long wait for you to finally get into your red shirt freshman year, but just take us through what these last couple of years have been like. Has it been hard to have patience? Yeah, it's been hard, but, you know, it's a team sport, and, uh, you know, you got to roll, and everybody plays their own role, and uh, it's just how it goes sometimes, and, you know, of course I want to play and stuff like that, and sometimes it just doesn't happen like that, and you got to be a team player, and that's just how it goes, and it's definitely frustrating, but, uh, you know, it all it all comes into an end, and it all works out, so, I mean, I'm doing great right now, so. When uh, when I first watched your practice with the Grizz, that was coming out of your gray shirt years, that first spring after that uh, fall that you took off, and you were mm. playing a lot of defense. So take us through what that was like. Yeah. You, I thought maybe, oh, man, they switched him to outside linebacker, but here you are back on offense. But what was it like that spring ball just playing defense? 
Uh, it was fun. I mean, I got a rush quarterback. You know, I never really played defense a whole lot in high school, but, you know, they thought I'd play really good at defense, and they just put me in there and tried it out, and uh, that was that. I mean, so it kind of helped me out a lot, to be honest, uh, as a tight end, just seeing how a linebacker plays and how he comes off the edge and stuff like that and makes it easier for me to block him and stuff like that. So it was kind of cool, and it was good for me, I guess, so. Well, definitely, and I think that that's an interesting fold because it probably did help your development quite a bit. But I know you've played all over the field in your young football career. How you settle in at tight end? What do you like about the position? Oh, I love it. I mean, it's awesome. I get a block and catch the ball and make plays, uh, get the running back down the field, see him in the end zone, and then, uh, you know, I get to catch the ball in the end zone too. So it's, it's a pretty cool job, and you get to do everything. And uh, I think that's, like, the best part is because it's a, it's a full, full-time job. So it's pretty cool. I like it a lot. Cole Grossman joining us here on Nuanas Now. He's our Grizz Star of the Week, a redshirt freshman tight end for the Montana Grizzlies. Montana plays at Northern Arizona Saturday afternoon in Flagstaff. First trip to flag for Montana in about five years. So first trip for basically this entire team to go down there. But first, Cole, before we talk about this week, let's talk about last week. Grizz offense seemed to really find a groove. And I think part of that is when you got your leader and your six-year senior quarterback back at the helm. So how much of a difference did Cam Humphrey's return make for you guys? And what went well last week? in your 35 nothing win over Northern Colorado. You know, it was great to have him back, you know, get us all lined up and, uh, you know, just running through stuff as, as smooth as we can and, you know, just putting the team back together and, uh, you know, just playing playing as a team sound. And, you know, we all do our 111th. Uh, I think that's just that's just great, and I think we did that last week. And, you know, obviously we can get better, and there's always stuff to improve on. But, yeah, I think we played a solid game last week, and, Cam helped out a lot, making checks and calls and, you know, putting us in the right spots and putting the ball in the right spot and also handing the ball off. So it's uh, it's definitely tough on the defense because, um, you know, he's a key threat too. So he can run the ball and throw it. So it's, uh, it's good for us. You yourself have really emerged. I know you've had touchdowns, uh, a, a couple of them actually, the last month or so. So what's been the key factor in you taking the next step individually? I would just say getting all the plays down, knowing all my assignments and just, you know, to be a ball player, you know, you get the ball in your hands, make a play, and uh, when your teammates have the ball in their hands, go down and block for them. You know, it's just if everybody else does their 111th, like I said, it, it, we could do really good. And, um, you know, receivers getting open, taking other guys for me is great, and I'll take other guys for them, and they get open too. So it works out all well. You know, I got Sammy and Mitch and, uh, you know, the slot receivers, Keelan and Malik, you know, making guys miss and getting the balls open, uh, lanes open for me as well. So it really helps a lot. How would you describe just the way that Montana uses its tight ends? Because they've, uh, since Coach Rosenbach came back in his last several years, uh, it's been a lot of multiple tight end sets. Seems like there's multiple different versions of tight ends in the Montana offense as well. So, how would you just describe sort of the diversity that the position is within the Grizz offense? You know, you, you got to block and uh, catch the ball. I mean, it's that simple. Um, it's a two man job, and uh, you just got to gotta be, uh, gotta be able to block and catch the ball, and, you know, I think it's uh, it's a lot of plays where we can get open and catch the ball in the open space, and then there's also a lot of plays where we keep blocks on the backside or front side. So it's cool to be involved in almost every play, and um, you know, just like I said, just doing your 111th is is all we're asked to do. So if we can do that, you know, everybody can be successful and we'll win ball games. So. Grizz Star of the Week, presented by Bob Ward, Sports and Outdoors. Cole Grossman, tight end for the Grizz football team, joining us here on ESPN Radio. It's Nuanas Now. Cole, last couple things for you. First and foremost, what do you think of this trip to Flagstaff? You've never been there. 
I've never been there, but my family, my dad lives out in Arizona, so I've been to Arizona hmm. uh, a couple times. So it'd be nice to get back out there. I love the warm, love the heat. Uh, it's a lot, a lot warmer over there. Being a dome, so it'd be nice. But uh, you know, I'm excited. It's going to be a big week, and Grizz are playing, so uh, I think it's a big game for us, and it's going to be awesome. What do you think of the matchup? Northern Arizona is a sort of a foreign opponent because they haven't played either of the Montana schools in several years. Uh, but what do you guys think of just the, the matchup and, and uh, how you guys approaching this one on Saturday? Uh, they're a good team. They're a good team. They're uh, coached very well, and uh, they're, they're pretty team sound. So, you know, I think it's going to be an interesting week. And, you know, we just got to do our 111, do our job, and uh, I think we'll be fine. Um, they're a good team, though. They're, they play solid. Uh, they got good corners and DBs. So it'll be an interesting game. And last thing for you, then, now that we're winding this thing down, now all of a sudden the, the end of the regular season's on the horizon. I know you have a lot of aspirations to play beyond that, but uh, what do you think of just what you guys have in front of you? Because it seems like still a ton of the goals that you set at the beginning of the year is still out there. So uh, what's just the mentality of the team as you guys enter this stretch run here this last month of the regular season? No, to be honest, we just got to win this week. That's all we got to do. Just focus on this week, and then we'll worry about next week later. Um, can't can't lose this game. So, you know, we're just focused in on this week, and then we'll focus on next week. Uh, next week. Uh, I think the best thing we do is just uh, be ready for this game and not look down the road because if we, we lose this game, it doesn't help uh, down the road either way. So um, we just got to win this week. Well, Cole, we appreciate the time today, man. Thanks so much for making some time. Hopefully you're not too cold standing out there in the snow. <laughs> but best of luck this no, weekend, man. Best of luck this weekend, and uh, you're welcome back anytime. But uh, go get them down there in Flagstaff. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Have a good one, man.